Hi, this is Matt Noir from The Outfit, and you're listening to The House of Noise. Welcome to House of Noise. House of Noise, we are here. It's been a while. It has been a Taking while. Taking a break. Taking a break. But mostly because... But we're back. You know, you work a lot. I do. I don't work at all right now because yep. uh, of the COVID-19. COVID, damn bastard disease. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm going to start doing Skype sessions with family and friends, though, and yeah. FaceTime because I can't. Well, we've, done it. we've already done it a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Skype surprise my dad tonight. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know he'll be on the computer. Yeah, but it doesn't uh, mean he'll answer. Oh, he better. And I think I'm trying to do some uh, Facebook videos with Dawn. So I'm going to start reaching out because um, I can't. I'm going to go to the store later today because it's beautiful. The sun is shining here in Michigan. And I get I can't take this being cooped up because then I just want to eat. Yeah. And yeah. And I work from home right now. So I'm home all the time now. So anyway. On this episode, <laughs> we talked to Matt. Matt. Matt from the outfit. Cool from the outfit. dude. And he's from Chicago. Chicago. In Chicago. Awesome. The Shy Town. Um, yeah, Shy, Shy Town. Shy Town. Um, they just released their newest album, The uh, Viking. Is and it The Viking or is it just Viking? Viking. Yes. And that's uh, coming out here. Album number two for them. It's already out. Came out yeah, in February, out. February. Yep. So off the pavement label. Which we never talked about his brother. No, we didn't. Being the CEO, chairman, founder of Pavement. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, so. Plays drums. I didn't even want to make it about Mark, no, though. We're I talking didn't. to Yeah. We're talking to Matt. Yeah, Les Paul guy, which makes me happy. I got to finish out that guitar special, too, later and watch some of the music shows I didn't see. I didn't finish last night. But anyway. Um, That's like all I've been doing is watching TV, yeah, playing video games. Mind numbingly. But I'm I'm watching. I'm gonna watch some educational stuff on Amazon Prime. Uh, you're better than me. So I watch um, the, the stuff that makes me stupider. <laughs> stupider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just fun talking to him, and I'm sad that they're coming here in July if if this virus ends this this quarantine, and um, we're gonna be at incarceration. Which thankfully they've come out and said we're not canceling the festival. We will postpone it. And we will honor all tickets or whatever, but we're not canceling, so that makes me feel good. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, we hope we do hope everybody out there is staying safe, washing their hands. You yes, know. wash your hands, you sick bastards. But it's quit being hoarders. You know, honestly, it, it's more about not touching your face. I mean, well, you can touch whatever you want. It's not going to infect you by going through your hands. It's going to infect you by you touching your face and coming. People need to stop hoarding, though. Stop buying like a crap ton of soup I mean, and jet. Obviously, if somebody sneezes on you or coughs on you, right. you'll probably get it yeah, that yeah. way. But, you know, it's it's all about the face touching. Yes. Stop touching your faces. Wash your hands. Stay indoors. Let's fucking nip this shit in the butt. And you nip know? it in the butt like a rabid dog. I would like to go back to normal life. I would like Me to too. go to my concerts and my festivals. I would like to go visit my friend that has three kick-ass kitties. Kitties! We can't see. All right, I think that is enough of us chit-chatting about that. This is going to be a short episode. Uh, We had to cut the interview a little short. Because we have an interview from Israel at 2 o'clock. We have another interview. We do. So, hope everybody enjoys uh, us talking to Matt of the Outfits. Yeah. See you. 
Hi, it's Matt. Hey, Hi, Matt. Matt. Got everything going, huh? We yeah. do. We yeah. did. Turns out her <laughs> phone her phone is a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's usually the problem. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. When I tested it before, it worked with my phone. I never tested it on hers. So. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm, welcome. I'm, glad, I'm glad we got it together. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, welcome to House of Noise. Thanks for having us. Hey, no problem. So tell us uh, what is going on right now. Like, uh, how are you guys holding up down in right, down corona. in Chicago, Chicago with the, the coronavirus going on? Yeah, we're 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 all like locked down, like I, I suppose you guys are. You oh, know, yeah. yeah, everything. You know, we had some dates, uh, 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 some shows canceled, which was which is understandable since everything is closed up. So yeah, for us, yeah, we're just kind of like uh, all in our own homes here, and. Uh, as far as the band's concerned, and we're kind of communicating and uh, doing a little writing and things like things that we can do, you know, in this situation. But right. you know, that, that's just the way it is right now. Are are you guys following suit with everybody else, and are you doing um, like playing for live audio, like for recording, like on Facebook or you know whatever social media? Right. Yeah. No, we were we were we were we were thinking about that. Uh, there's a venue here. It's called the Arcadia Theater. Oh, and yeah. they're doing uh, doing shows from there, and they're broadcasting those live on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Uh, but uh, we had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the band, uh, our band lives in different parts of the country. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have to kind of coordinate that. And uh, so we're trying to get that together, but we haven't kind of figured it out yet on when exactly that can happen. And we're, uh, we're, we're seeing how it goes, too. Hopefully, I don't know how long the quarantine is going to be for, oh. but uh, hopefully yeah. it doesn't last too much longer. I know. I I agree cuz um I'm I'm concerned like with the festivals coming up in the summer they've already canceled some and and uh so you know it's kind of like I'm sure most yeah. musicians yeah, are Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of up in the air. Like I said we had a couple shows canceled out that were scheduled for. Well, I, we had a couple shows this month uh that get canceled out. So uh, we got some other ones coming up or that haven't been canceled as of yet and they're they're with in the summer months. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking hopefully uh, those work out and everything uh, gets better soon. Yeah, cuz you guys have a show here in uh, Detroit in uh, July. Yeah, July so, 10th we're yeah. uh, we're opening up for Puddle of Mud at nice. the uh, St. Angelo's Hall. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great venue. I we, love that venue. Yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to that one too, so we hope that happens. We're yeah. really hoping that things get better but before that. Yeah. yeah. We are sad that we we will not be able to attend that one though. We will yeah. be uh at incarcerated as long as that's still going yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> we'll so, keep yeah. our fingers crossed, just like everybody else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like I say, everything's up in the air. So our schedule's kind of yeah. tentative right now. So we'll see how it all pans out, but yeah. we're hoping for the best. You know, it's kind of funny, though, when you think about it, because in a way, it's good thing, like you said, you guys are all kind of spread out. So it's a good thing you have technology so you can still write and communicate musical ideas to each other and right well we've done it that way since the beginning now, yeah. again the band was formed like three years ago and our first album came out in what time it was like 2018 mm -hmm. uh, uh yeah february of 2018 and the way we did that album is the same way we did the second album is we we pretty much bounce ideas uh files back and forth to each other's each other member of the band and they kind of write their own parts yeah, and which then is we cool. kind of get together in Chicago, myself, Mark, and Mike, the bass player and the drummer, mm -hmm. and we'll lay down the bass tracks, and then they get shipped off to Arizona, and Andy does all the vocals out in Arizona. Yeah, 
Yeah, Arizona. I love do that you guys place. collaborate with the vocals, or is you just kind of let him do his own thing and come up with the vocals on his own? Well, the, the band is kind of unique in that way. What we usually, what we, how we operate is, mm-hmm. we all believe in each other's abilities, so uh, we never question what the other guy's going to do. So I'll write Which my guitar cool. parts. Mark writes his drum beats to to the to the pattern he wants to write them to. Mm-hmm. Mike puts on his bass uh, bass parts right over that. And then they go out to Andy, and Andy does his thing, and that's how it usually comes together. Is we we really don't we don't say, oh, well, I wrote the song, and you got to play it this way. We right. let each member put in their own, uh, give their own input to the song. A lot of trust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is a lot of trust, but we, we we've worked that way since the beginning, and it seems to work for us. So that's that's the way we like to do it. Yeah. Have there been a lot of times when uh, you know you, you you're let's say. Um, you know, he gets all the everything for him to write the vocals to it, and he just listens to it, and he goes, "I can't do anything to this." Well, that happens occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, not not everyone's a winner, so you know, we we, <laughs> right. we 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 write a lot of we write a lot of material, but then we, you know, we, we, unfortunately, we we have enough to you know to work on that uh, that we all feel that it's uh, it's it's a good tune, and we can put something good to it. Yeah. What's the uh, age difference between you and uh, Mark? Because you guys are brothers. Uh, we're so. just a couple of years apart. Oh, okay. So um, had you guys always GM together growing up? Always. Since always. Uh, Now, myself, I started playing guitar at an age of eight. I was oh, eight nice. years old when I started playing guitar. And Mark started playing drums. I, I needed someone to keep time for me. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> so, so I enlisted him to play the drums. So I kind of kind of got him started uh, at an early age also, too, to play the drums. So, yeah, yeah we've been doing this uh, for a long, long time. Yeah, we've been in multiple different projects and bands together. So, And we, we enjoy it. We've, we've done it our whole lives. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you've had plenty of time to work out all the you know indiscretions between brothers that you know normally... Uh, yeah, we, we we got we got past all of that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so that, cool. To tell you the truth, we we've always gotten along. We never yeah. we never had uh, uh, any big blowups. That's cool. That's, That's nice. Uh, yeah. It always in- interests me because there's a lot of bands who have siblings that are playing together. So yeah, you know, yeah, it, and it, sometimes it gets a little little rough, mm-hmm, but no, we mm-hmm. we we we've gotten through it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. What um, now I I always like to hear like. I'm kind of a techno geek in that I just I think guitars themselves and are beautiful instruments and and uh, but they cost a lot of money. So how many guitars do you have in your collection? Well, to tell you the truth, at one time, I think I had like 23, 24. Wow. But now uh, over the years, I, you know, I I, I, I kind of collected, you know, and yeah. I had some pretty vintage instruments. Over, 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 you know, the last since I started when I was eight years old. So right. I, I had a good collection going, but I started trading and selling. And to tell you the truth, right now, I think I'm down to one, two, three, four. I think I'm down to five, my oh, best okay. five. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of weeded out the, uh, the collection. And, uh, and I, again, a lot of them were sold uh, to different collectors around the country and even overseas. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I'm down to five right now that I'm playing. Now, the real question is, do you think if money wasn't an option, would you have a lot more guitars? Yeah, if money wasn't an option, I'd probably have too too many guitars. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, I had some kids in school that had to, I had to pay some tuition for. Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. What yeah. what was your uh, your most prized possession guitar? Do you still have it, or have did you have? Yeah, to no, the, the, yeah. My, the, my number one guitar was a 1969 Les Paul. Okay, nice. And uh, that's like my prized possession. It, it's like a part of me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You might see it on, on a lot of our videos that we do. It's a black Les Paul. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've had that one for for forever. Yeah, and uh, that that's probably my my most prized possession. And then I have a number of different ones. I, I'm a Les Paul kind of a guy. Awesome. Okay, that's all yeah. right. My I next question. A, I a, yeah, I have a 1960 Les Paul uh, reissue that I play live. Very now. cool. And uh, I got a Les Paul Junior. Yeah, a lot of Les Pauls in, in in my collection. Yeah. Now, what drew you to the Les Paul? I don't know. I I, I did own Strats. You know, I've owned Ibanez. I've yeah. owned a number of different types of guitars, but. Uh, Les Paul always felt comfortable to me. Uh, I, I don't know the bigger body. Uh, that I, I just I just always liked the Les Paul sound. It's kind of like asking a guy what kind of car he likes. You know, yeah. it all kind of depends on the, what you grew <laughs> yeah. up with and yeah. you know what you feel comfortable in. Yeah. I, again, I, I I have to say that the Les Pauls live for me work. Uh, you know, in the studio I've played Strats and I played Ibanez and I played a number of different types of guitars to get certain tonal uh, mm -hmm. requirements that I mm -hmm. wanted for the song. But I always ended up on stage. I usually gravitate to pulling out my trusty Les Paul and going with that. Yeah. I think, to me, Stratocasters are, like, I don't know. I always associate Les Pauls with more of, like, a blues sound. They um, have a warmer sound. Yeah. They have a deeper, deeper tone. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's very true. A, a Strat is, you know, again, it's a single-coil instrument, and it's got a little higher end to it. Yeah. Yeah. There is a... Um, on uh, Amazon Prime, we, I was just watching a, a show about um, guitar guitarists, you know, the top guitarists and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, um, it was just really interesting. I wish I remember the name of it. But, you know, I don't know if you're an Amazon Prime member. But if you get a chance, they just, like, went through some of the different, um, like, guitar periods, like when shredding was a thing. And then uh -huh. it was just really interesting. I'm like, I remember that, you know, when you think about, like, the 80s and... Right, and right. No, like I'd like to. I'd like to look at that again. I, I, I can geek out all day on guitars and right. equipment. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> well, I have to say, um, the sound of the outfit, I just, I love it, and it's, it's so good to hear it it's because, rock and roll. yeah. And well, that's just it. That's what we were trying to accomplish. It's you just said it. It's rock and roll. We tried mm -hmm. to get back to the basics a little bit. Uh, again, a lot of people uh, in rock today are, it's its kind of a cookie cutter sound to yes. me. You know, not to put anybody down, you know, I, I, they're doing great stuff out there. But, you know, it's its with the uh, the, the gating of the, of the instruments and mm -hmm. real tightness of the uh, material. Uh, we wanted to kind of do something that we enjoy playing. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a just basic rock. It's a little looser and its it's got, I think, a little bit more feel to it. I agree. I agree. And I think... Um, that's why I like, like the blues, because there was more of a, uh, freeness, you know, that everything wasn't so like tight. Correct. And so the, that's, that's, yeah. that's how we feel too. It's just, uh, with, with, you know, going towards the blues where it's a little improvisation in yes. there and a little bit more flowing. That's what we are trying to capture in our music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely, you guys definitely have, definitely have. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Well, I'm curious. I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, you guys mm -hmm. just released uh, Viking. Uh, how is the coronavirus 
kind of affected that as far as listens and you know people getting it well you know what we we released the album uh two weeks ago right and the streams and uh everything is going really well I, maybe because everybody's home and yeah. kind of <laughs> can't get out <laughs> right right and that may, uh, probably does <laughs> help know? so yeah. maybe this was a good thing uh, well it's never a good yeah, thing but right. maybe it, it just seems that people are are really uh listening to it it's getting added to a lot of uh spotify uh uh uh, streaming outlets and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's, it's it's going really well as far as uh, people listening to it the reviews are coming in reviews are really good on it right now and so we're really happy with, with the way things are going yeah obviously as far as you, the album yeah. yeah listens on spotify doesn't help uh monetarily for you guys but it definitely helps get the name or then you know your name out there well you know it's, it's a different business nowadays yeah. you know yeah. if you go back 20 years you know when you were selling hard merchandise like mm. cds mm-hmm. and and things of that nature yeah you know that 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 mattered but now it's it really doesn't matter as much people don't really buy the hard hard merchandise they'll you know they'll pick up on the streaming and again the more people you have listening to your your streams the more people usually have coming at your show to your exactly. shows exactly exactly um, um i wanted to ask oh, go ahead. <laughs> i know i keep cutting you off no, i'm sorry okay. so uh i see that you guys got to work with uh Ulrich wild so yeah how yeah. did you guys hook up with him and what was it like working with him well, he was, uh, uh, we, we have a few friends, uh, in uh, a band named soil. Uh, oh, we yeah, were yeah, friends yeah. with Tim King Yeah, and, uh, they, uh, they've used Ulrich, uh, for their albums. So he kind of suggested maybe Ulrich would be able to work with us. So we, uh, talked with him and he was, he was open for listening to what we were doing and he kind of got into it and he really, we, he really understood where we were coming from and he understood our sound. And to tell you the truth, we feel like he is really now our, like the fifth member of the band because he's done the first uh, first album and he did the second album. And we, he re- we really loved what he does or what he brings to it as far as the mix and the mastering of, it, right. of the uh, songs. So, but, you know, he's, he's just he's just great. We, we love the guy. And he's, you know, and he's got such a, a great uh, uh, reputation for doing great bands like White Zombie and Pantera and Breaking Benjamin. Oh, and that's so Stone cool. Temple Pilots. So, you know, he's, the guy's top notch. Yeah. All of my favorites. <laughs> Has, is he pushing you guys to like, uh, you know, to I don't even know how, what I'm trying to say here. Is he, is he helping you guys to grow? He's pushing you to grow and yeah, we just hooked up with them uh, a few weeks ago. We were out in uh, Los Angeles. We played mm. the whiskey. Oh, and Ulrich had the chance oh. to come out and uh, and hang with us. And yeah, no, we, we we were talking about you know the next album. To tell you the truth, the, the second album just came out, but we're actually <laughs> talking about the the next album, the third album. Nice. And we were thinking about doing it at his studio out in uh, in L.A. So oh, that's, okay. that's what we we're we we're talking about. We felt by doing it all together. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, we, we really would come up with something, you know, unique and yeah. great. Yeah. I, um, I've never, I was just watching something about the whiskey a go, go. And it was actually you, about the rainbow, but yeah, the, the whiskey rainbow and the rainbow, rainbow kind of go together. So, um, what was it like? I've never been to California, nor have I ever visited those iconic clubs. What was it like being at the whiskey? It's, it's, it was great. It, it, it's, it's very iconic. You know, you think about, you walk through there and when I hit that stage, I just thought about all the people that were on that yeah. stage over the years, you know, and it, it was an honor for me to be to be there and for our band to play there. So we we had a we had a great time. But you're right, it's got it's got a mystique to it, yeah. You know, because you think about all the thing, all the different bands that have performed there. It's it's a it's a really great venue. We we really enjoyed ourselves there. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that Guns N' Roses filmed one of their videos at the Whiskey A Go Go. I was like, 
that's just crazy. It's yeah, like, a lot of a lot of things went down in Twisted yeah. Gogo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they had Mickey Dolan's talking about the Hollywood vampires, the vampire room, like up and stair upstairs where vampire. Alice. Yeah. Yeah. And then to tell you the truth, that's when we played the whiskey. We hung out at the Rainbow. So Did, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy, and it's sad because uh, I heard the food's really good. Yeah, I, it I is, heard they had like where we went to go eat. Yeah, did you yeah. have the chicken chicken soup? I think that's like one of the things that they. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people having the chicken soup. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's sad the uh, the owner passed away. So yeah, but uh, the cool thing is that it's staying in the family and his, his you know his and son and his grandson and mm-hmm. like the family's still. Running the no, business, but we had so. a we had a real good run out west. We played uh, we played Las Ve- we started in Las Vegas. We played Las Vegas. We played uh, Count Vamps in Las yep. Vegas. Oh, okay. That's then be, we went to then we went to the whiskey. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's a really nice venue. Count yeah. Vamps in Vegas, very nice. That's definitely becoming yeah. another iconic place to play at. Where, yeah, is... it is. Yeah. So we were there, and then we went to the whiskey. Then we went down to San Diego. We played a place called Brick by Brick, real hmm. great club down there. And then we went out to Phoenix, and we played in uh, in the Phoenix area. I love uh, Phoenix. Uh, the Red Door we played oh, out there. Oh, okay. So it was a nice little run we did. Yeah. Well, of course, here in Michigan, we got our own iconic place. We got the Machine Shop. Yeah, out Machine in Shop. Yeah, the Machine Shop. Yeah. We haven't played there yet. Uh, we played uh, uh, the, uh, the I'm trying to think of the name of the place, the Lounge or something the Lounge. Or, um, um, the Lounge. I'm trying to think. Uh, something lounge. Oh, I can't was it the Buick that. City? No, I think no. maybe the Diesel Lounge. Oh, it might have uh, been. It could be that. Yeah. But yeah, we were in Detroit. We played that place. We didn't play the Machine Shop, and now we're but we're coming to yeah. St. Andrews Hall on uh, July 10th, hopefully. Well, you know, speaking, I mean, being that you're involved, that you're friends with Soil and Soil plays, they played the Machine Shop several times. I've seen them play there at least twice, three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and since you, you know, you know the guys and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That would be really cool if you guys did do a run together and, and you came out. Yeah, and no, we, we plan on doing together. more things with soil. Uh, uh, Midwestern things also too. So yeah, well, yeah. hopefully in the near future, we'll, you know, We'll uh, get out to the machine shop, and uh, that'll be a great gig. Yeah. Well, you but, know, the, you know, this business is about who you know, not what yeah. you know. Well, it helps. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it definitely, definitely helps. helps. Definitely <laughs> helps. <laughs> so the song, oh, excuse me, uh, your newest song, the video, it's just, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to do something different. Yeah. So different. It, well, I, told, was, like, I was telling so Jenna, cool. it, it gave me a real vibe of like uh, like early 90s yeah, MTV. actual MTV uh-huh. when it was uh, well, music we, television. We were, we were talking to a number of different producers to, to come up with a concept for Come Alive, the, yeah. the video off the first album, or off the second album, I should say. And uh, we, we, uh, we started talking with a, a company out in Italy actually did that really? video. Nice. And they, they were talking to us about these, you know, 3D paper cutouts and yeah. this and that. And we said, well, that, this sounds interesting. So we talked to the label a little bit and the label thought, yeah, let's do something. Let's Why try go out on a limb a little bit and try something different. So, uh, yeah, we we all shot our parts uh, on green screen and then they kind of flattened us out into like paper cutouts. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they got us intermixed with the other 3D paper cutout uh, uh, storyline. So yeah, I think it's I think it's different. I think it's uh, it's unique. Yeah, it's very, it is. very minimum work on your guys behalf, too. All you got to do is, you know, play and stand and in front of a certain, green screen. That was it. That was just the one take in front of a green screen. Oh, that, right. that was the quickest video I ever made. <laughs> Yeah, it just you no, know three it kind and a of half re- minutes. Are we done already? Right. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminded me of uh, when Dire Straits came out with uh, Money for Nothing. 
right. You know, yeah. that was very it's, unique. That was kind of a first time thing. And uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, 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 it's kind of like the, in that in that vein. And it's 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 like I say, it was different. Uh, or I should say, uh, it's probably been done before, but not a lot of people have right. seen that 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 way of doing it uh, during these times. Yeah. So we thought we'd tr- give it a shot and get it out there and see if uh, people would l- enjoy it and see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's so badass. It's so awesome. I love it. Have you guys worked with that company before? No, we know. Well, okay. we we we've got in touch with them, or they got in touch with us. Maybe I don't know how it worked out, but uh, we thought it was just interesting what they were doing. I think they did a, a straight cats. Uh, uh, a video that they kind of sh- showed us the the style they were mm, doing. I don't okay. know how long ago they did this video for Stray Cats, but uh, they did a, a, the same thing too. So we yeah. decided, yeah, we'll give it a shot. Well, and who doesn't love the Stray Cats? I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of uh, other bands and stuff, um, as a guitarist, who really has made an impact on, you know, growing up and stuff like that? Did you grow up in a real musical household? Like what type of music or style of music really influenced the way you well, play? Rock, or... rock always, always hit me. Now, again, when I, I started when I was very young, I was eight years mm-hmm. old. And so uh, back then there was uh, FM radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some things on TV that you would be able to see as far as rock concerts and things of that nature. So it always intrigued me that uh, the sound always caught my ear. Even at an early age, like seven years old, I would I would listen to the radio and I'd listen uh, you know, to these bands, you know, in the late 70s, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Deep Purple. Oh, and yeah. I would listen to, uh, 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 you know, the iconic guys, you know, there was... Uh, um, T-Rex, that yeah. was early 70s, yeah. but T-Rex, Mark Bolin, his, his guitar mm-hmm. sound. And I would listen, and also uh, uh, I would listen to a lot of uh, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow yep. at the time. And I would I would listen to these guitar players, and I, I guess that, that sound kind of influenced me. Uh, it's kind of a heavier rock sound. And that's, yeah. you know, again, as a young age of eight, that's what I would hear, and that's what I wanted to emulate at that time. Uh Going forward, though, I always wanted to try to. I understood that that was their sound, and I never wanted to try to copy anybody. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to mm-hmm. try to to develop my own feel and my own sound, and so I would kind of do that. I would kind of go in a direction, and yet, again, I was. I know I was using all these different sounds I was hearing from all these different great guitarists, but I would always try to not try to emulate them or copy them exactly. Mm-hmm. I would try to just bring up the good qualities of those guitarists. And try to incorporate it into my sound. Right, right. You said you were playing since you were eight. I mean, then it must mean that your family, your mom and dad, were very supportive of you playing. Oh, they were. Yeah. No, no. Without my mom and dad, my dad especially, he he's the one who went out and got me my instruments. In fact, when I was eight, I wanted to be a drummer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was my calling in life. You know, to be a drummer. Right. So I was ta- talking my. My parents say, hey, I really would like a drum set. They say, okay, yeah, we'll see what we can do, you know. And then, you know, months went by. And I remember I was out playing with my older brother, Mitch, and uh, I was being called back to the house. And my dad says, I got something for you. I go, this is great. He's got the drum set. So I'm running back (laughs) home. An eight-year-old kid running back home. I get there, and there's no drum set. There's a guitar case (laughs) in the living room. I said, what's this? He says, well. I really couldn't handle the price on the drum kit, but I got you this. And I opened it up, and it was a guitar. <laughs> so I picked it up, and I never put it down ever That's since. That's funny. So what was your first guitar? Or was it just uh, like it was, a... It, 
it was it was a, a, a it was an, uh, an off brand it was called okay. a k guitar okay. okay i don't know okay. if you ever heard of that but it was an off brand so it was like a beginner's guitar right and i started playing on that and then uh, once i started being somewhat proficient on that k guitar my dad uh, bought me my first les paul all right so wow. you do so you did start on the les yeah. paul then yes yes i did start <laughs> on the les paul yes do your um do your now your parent do your kids play play music uh, yeah, my my uh my older son i have three kids my okay. older son was uh he, he liked playing the organ he he took lessons on the organ which he's nice. got very good at my middle son was a drummer he's still a, he's more of a jazz drummer oh okay and he enjoys jazz and he still plays and then my my daughter my youngest daughter she uh she played the flute in in band and very school. cool very cool yeah. i was i was a i was a flautist a flautist you were huh yes yes my <laughs> sister was too so my yeah, brother always, played trumpet <laughs> i always try to get my daughter to play jethro tulse oh my so. god yes <laughs> Now, do your kids take the rock and roll, or are they like? Oh yeah, yeah, that... no, they're very, yeah, no, they're very in the rock and roll. Yeah. They're okay. very supportive, always coming out to my kids when they can. But Aww. yeah, they're 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 there when they can be there. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, because I'm I'm very much into metal, rock, and all that kind of stuff. And my kids are mm-hmm. like, no, we like country and pop. Yeah, I'm like, country and pop. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, why, yeah. why? <laughs> I, I gotta say, my 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 kids are pretty diverse. They like pretty, they like all genres of music, but uh, yeah, they 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 enjoy rock. I know that. Yeah, I got hope for one daughter. She she likes a few rock bands, yeah. but that's it. So that's good. Yeah, she's a singer. She's if anything, that girl's gonna be a singer someday because she loves to sing. That's great. Yeah, she's got a beautiful voice too. So that's that's you know that's cool though. And and as a parent. You, you know, it's like it's hard because you want to nurture your kids. To, you know, I'm sure you wanted to nurture your kids' interests and stuff like that. But you, I'm sure, you know, we all know being a musician, it doesn't really pay the bills, um, especially now, um, right. the way the industry is. So you kind of, you know, you want your kids to have like something else to help them out financially. Yeah, everybody you know. has to kind of have a more robust look at what, what yeah. they can do. And, you know, that that's just part of life today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, you you know, you're not doing the musician thing, uh, you know, 100%. I'm sure you have a job that helps pay Correct. the bills. Yeah. Correct, yeah, and we all do. Yeah, yeah. it's just the, that's the, just the nature of the game that, today. Yeah, it is, definitely. What um, What is the, uh, I love the Chicago area, and I know there are a lot of, uh, you know, big clubs there, like the House of Blues, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, What, is the scene pretty diluted as far as diversity or is it becoming hostage to the cover bands that yeah no that you nailed it it's (laughs) it's what's 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 going on here in chicago is is all the tribute bands you know that people love to see the tribute bands and there's a few venues here left that we 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 do play as an original act but uh, you're right a a lot of the chicago scene uh, today a lot of the clubs out there, they they love booking the uh, tribute bands because they know they pack them in with uh, with those groups. Yeah, yeah, which is sad because they have the big blues festival. Um, I forgot in uh, the park there with the yeah, Grant in Grand Park. Yeah, yeah they have that Grant every year. Park, no, yeah. they, you know, it, it's diverse. But like I say, right now there's a, there's a lot of demand for like uh, cover bands or I should yeah. say tribute bands, and but there's still a few venues left that we play at uh, locally here that we do quite well at and there's still a, a following here of, of original music so that's that's good do you have a venue that you would call home away from home yeah we we, 
we usually, uh, our, our home base is the Rock House. It's it's outside of Chicago. It's in East Dundee. Oh, okay. And it used, it used to be a yeah. little theater, uh, and they converted it into a, a beautiful venue. And that, that's one of our favorite uh, places locally to play. Yeah, I, um, I'm somewhat familiar with the Chicago area. I know I've been to Winnetka and um, some of the other, like, suburbs and stuff, but I mm-hmm. love... I hear a lot of bands talk about the Looney Bin, so I know that's a pretty okay. popular one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's there's a few there's still a few left in Chicago here that are, are great venues to play at. Yeah. What um, what's your favorite part of Chicago? Or my favorite part of Chicago? Yeah. I like the lakefront. Yeah. Michigan yeah, Avenue. No, I, I like yeah. I live I live right outside of Chicago, just the west. Uh, uh, in a western suburb, right on the borderline of Chicago. Oh, okay. I can still see the the, the skyline of Chicago oh, from nice. my home. That's so, so cool. So it's, it's it's easy for me to get down to the lakefront. There's yeah. a there's a train that goes straight down there, and it's a, it's a nice place to hang out and and uh, kind of relax on on the lakefront. A lot of restaurants, a lot of good things to do down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My only experience with Chicago was uh, being on the base. <laughs> I'm okay. a Navy guy. Okay, so up in uh, Gray's Lake. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got a little familiar with the downtown area, but yeah. not too much. Yeah. They didn't let us yeah. off base too often, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, um, Soldier Boy, I was going to ask you, that song obviously is about conflict and s- soldiers and stuff. Do you do you know anyone that served? Like, the inspiration behind, I'm curious about that. Well, my, my my dad was a military guy for okay. a while. He he was in he was in uh, he was in the Air Force. Okay. And uh, uh, again, uh, Andy uh, Andy came up with the base uh, of that song, mm-hmm. and I think Andy kind of had some uh, folks uh, close to him that were uh, in the military, mm-hmm. and which kind of spurred that song on, and we kind of latched onto it. And I, I I thought it came out really well. I thought yeah. it was a, a good song. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I think so. I think so. I was going to ask what's next for you guys, but uh, you already said that you guys are starting to already work on new material, especially with yeah, we're, being, we're, lock, we're, being on lockdown. Right. So we're, we're locked down like everybody else, hoping for the best yeah. right now. And we're kind of like, like I say, we're kicking around some ideas of, of new songs. So we'll get files from one another and listening to them and kind of, kind of keeping them in our, you know, working on those as we kind of stay home right now. And uh, work on that, and then just looking forward to kind of getting out and supporting uh, the new album once we get the, the chance and everything becomes all clear again. Yeah, the um, cover art on the album. Mm-hmm. Did uh, did you guys come up with that? Because obviously Viking, you know, you have Viking ships. I no, mean, that was it... a, a, an artist that the label contacted. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, he came up with a number of different uh, 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 different covers. And uh, we picked as a band that one. We felt that one. We, we liked it a lot. Yeah, it looked pretty intense. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, for we'll sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I I think it, it's it's a it's a kick-ass cover, and I just I love it. Yeah. No, we thought so too. You know, like I said, we had a number of different versions that he he went through, and we he came up with this one, and we said, yeah, no, that's it. We we like this one the best, so yeah. that's the one we went with, and we liked it. And then, um, now when I look at your symbol there's like is it a bullseye behind the outfit yeah it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh, uh off of a bullseye but okay. not really but yeah it, 
it, it can be a bullseye and it, you know, it, like I say, it's kind of subjective. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think when we first came up with that design, it was a bullseye with the outfit over the top of it. Yeah. It's pretty cool though. It reminds me yeah. of Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to see it though. You're right. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Unfortunately, we do have another interview coming up, so we're going to have to get off here. But we've had a great yeah. time talking to you guys. Oh, I had a great time talking with you guys. It was, this was great. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I um, mean, what better way to spend um, a Sunday when the sun is shining and uh, you really can't go anywhere or do anything else? That's true. So we might as well do interviews. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, it was great, guys. Thank you for uh, thank you for uh, talking about our group. Yeah. Thank you for promoting the group. We appreciate it very much definitely and yeah we get out to michigan you guys got to come to a show oh for sure we will we well, will we can't make the next show but we can't we'll but when you come around again that. we'll be there <laughs> okay i'm gonna make sure we end up at the machine shop <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right man we um, appreciate you, man. it so much well Great. S- stay safe and um we look forward to uh seeing you guys when you come to town and wash your damn hands <laughs> 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 my hands are raw i'm <laughs> All right, man. Take I can't it. even play guitar. My hands are so well. Oh God! <laughs> now you guys be safe, and you it's too. nice talking to you. Yep. All right, nice chat with you too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.